Welcome to episode 59 of Everything Sports with Oman and Evan. I'm your host, Omanad Carney. And I'm your co-host, Evan Garber. And we talk about the hottest topics in sports over the course of the past week. And in today's episode, we, we're going to talk about Chet Holmgren's injury because it is now confirmed that he is out for the year with torn ligaments in his foot. And then the Kevin Durant situation because he is now going to play with the Brooklyn Nets at least for this upcoming season. And then Deshaun Watson's suspension, because we all know he should have gotten more, really, gotten more games suspended. But we'll talk about that later. But make sure to follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Apple, Spotify, Instagram, all the social media platforms under Everything Sports with Oman and Evan. And then on TikTok, it's just the abbreviated form, ESWAE22. So without further ado... Let's get it started with Chet Holmgren's injury because many people say, myself included, that he needs to build muscle. He should have focused on building muscle and developing his game because we already know the talent that he has. You just keep working on that and build muscle. But like, I get the thing with pro-ams that underprivileged people or people who can't afford NBA tickets because they are expensive. If they can't afford, you can see these superstars for free in a high school gym. I get that, but at the same time, it's you're asking to get injured, really. I like the fact that programs are a thing, but it, it really is a high risk of injury. And I know Evan has a different opinion on that, but Chet Holmgren got injured on a play against LeBron James, who's obviously way stronger than him. And the biggest critique against Chet Holmgren was that he was thin and he can't guard stronger players. It was an awkward landing, but it was trying to guard LeBron James. What do you think about Chet Holmgren's injury? I mean, I'm in a similar boat about the pro. And, uh, I'm not a huge fan of it at all. I personally think that it's just way too much of a risk for injury. Like you're, you're playing for the NBA, you're paid to play for them. Like I get it as a sense of practice, you get a practice in a game situation, but you can do it similarly in practice where you're less likely to get injured. And it just doesn't make any sense. Why would you put your body out there when you're playing for the NBA, playing millions of dollars for the NBA, and put yourself out there in a pro game? It doesn't even matter. Like You should be trying... Like, if you're going to play in it, try 80%, 70%. Don't go 100% because you're going to get injured like Chen Holmgren did. And we see Clay Thompson, like, his past injury, he was playing pickup basketball. He exactly. got injured as well. So there's so many risks it takes, and it's just better to just practice with your team and make it to the NBA season. Exactly. Like, Blake, I've read it somewhere, Blake Griffin, Zion Williamson, someone else. Like, a long list of rookies that missed their rookie season but still obviously ended up doing really well in the NBA. Even though Blake Griffin didn't win anything, his prime was really good, obviously. And then Zion, let's see. But Chet Holmgren, obviously, everyone's going to look back on this injury because if he stays in this shape, if he stays without muscle, then simply put, he's not going to make it in the NBA because when Zion's back, when he's healthy, He's going to do amazing. LeBron's still there. Giannis is still there. Joel Embiid is still there. And these are players he's going to be guarding. And 
He's your center, and to be honest, he's a defensive liability. And Scarlet at that, because if he's thin, we a player can post him up pretty easily. But now let's move on to the Kevin Durant situation. Evan, what do you think about that? Yeah, so I had a different view from Amon. Uh, I, it's just crazy to me that he's staying now with all the reports that we've seen. We've seen that he wanted this player, or he wanted this player, or he wanted GM and Steve Nash out. Like so many different reports that we've seen. And for them to just come together, get an agreement that quickly, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, I'm very baffled by it. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's extremely surprised though, because there was no way that Kevin Durant was going to be traded with the asking price. But the fact that they're just coming to an agreement so quickly just—it just doesn't make any sense. Exactly, and I know like there were so many troll accounts, so many mock trades that were simply unrealistic, like. You had people posting, like when the Pelicans were mentioned, Brandon Ingram, Zion, and KD. You're going to have to trade one of them to get Kevin Durant. It's not just going to take CJ McCollum and players and picks. And then for the Suns, they asked for Devin Booker, and you're making mock trades of DeAndre Ayton, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, and other dudes and picks for Kevin Durant. That's It's not going to work like that. And then according to Bleach Report, I believe, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and four first-round picks. I feel like if these reports are true, the asking price for Kevin Durant and some of these deals are just way too much. Like, the Timberwolves are never going to give up Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. And I feel like if we actually moved on with this KD deal and the Grizzlies were getting mentioned towards the end of it, that would have been very dangerous to see John Morant and Kevin Durant on the same team, 82 games a year. Obviously, if they're fully healthy. But even if you trade Jaron Jackson and a few other players and picks, that's the Grizzlies have such a big young core or such a big core and really nice depth that I feel like they actually did land Kevin Durant wouldn't affect them too much. What do you think of a team that has John Morant and Kevin Durant for a regular season? Obviously, that would be just crazy to see. Um, you have one of the most electric players in the NBA and one of the greatest shooters in the NBA on the same team. But when you think of it from the Nets standpoint, like you're getting Jaron, you're getting Desmond Bain, and then maybe further players to match salaries and whatever, and picks. Like... Just based on what they were asking for, like they were asking for Jalen Brown and Smart and more players and picks. That's nothing compared to that, and it's just insane what they were asking for. I don't know why they asked so much. I, mean, I do understand, but we all knew it was not going to happen, and I I don't know. It's just a lot. Exactly, like, and Boston, the fact that they entered it, like, I remember I was traveling when we got the news, it made no sense to be honest even with the team of Tatum and Durant wouldn't make sense in my opinion the Celtics still would have had depth but then you you were backstabbing Jalen Brown the same way the Celtics backstabbed Isaiah Thomas because I believe even though Isaiah Thomas didn't do well after his injury 
The Celtics would have still kept him as a starter, and I feel like Isaiah Thomas, he had an MVP season, MVP caliber season in Boston, and he was an all-star. And Boston just backstabbed him because he was injured and thought Kyrie Irving was better. That's when talent in sports, for some reason, like overrules chemistry, depth, and everything else. Because the way the Celtics played without Kyrie in the playoffs in Tatum's rookie season, they took LeBron to Game 7. If Isaiah Thomas was on that team, I believe he still would have been amazing after his injury if he was kept on the Celtics. Because if he didn't get hurt and uh, stayed on the Celtics and Kyrie Irving never came, I believe that it would have been a Warriors-Celtics finals. I know we're not supposed to be opinionated. I know we don't like saying ifs, but... That's that's what I firmly believe because the Celtics statistically were a better team without Kyrie Irving and a better team with Isaiah Thomas. But furthermore, like with this situation in Brooklyn, Brooklyn picked up Royce O'Neal, TJ Warren, two great forwards. So they've definitely addressed their depth in a big way. So... Now I feel like you can talk about the Nets being contenders because their depth is far better. They just need to stay healthy. That's it. And then we'll revisit this situation next offseason when Kyrie's an unrestricted free agent because if Kyrie leaves, you know who's actually going to leave and push his way out of Brooklyn even more. What do you think Kevin Durant should do next offseason if Kyrie Irving is actually going to leave? I mean, next offseason, it's going to be interesting. Um, obviously, if you're in the front office, you're going to try to re-sign him or you're going to try to sign any big-name free agent as you can. But if that goes wrong, then obviously Kevin Durant's going to ask for another trade. And they'll ask for a huge package again. And I feel like Mike might the, the whole cycle over and over and over again until his contract is over. But we'll see. I, I, I think that he will be gone soon, but it's just a matter of when at this point it seems like. Exactly, and we'll move over to the NFL now with Deshaun Watson suspension, like 11 games. This is when it's just the name of a player. Like Calvin Ridley bet on his own team. I know you're not supposed to do that as an athlete, I'm pretty sure, in any sport. But indefinitely and a minimum a season is over the top, way too much for Ridley, like, Brady for deflating a ball in the Super Bowl game, Deflategate, against the Seahawks, even though that was such an amazing Super Bowl game to watch, that's that was a four-game suspension for him and Bill Belichick when they cheated in the Super Bowl and got gained an unfair advantage over the opposing team. That's like the Astros in 2017 cheating, gaining an unfair advantage over the opposing team. Obviously, both situations are different, but both teams are gaining an unfair advantage. And now, you only suspend Brady and Belichick for four games just because of their name. Everyone knows who Brady and Belichick are. And Calvin Ridley, he does have sort of a name in the NFL, but I don't think many people would know Calvin Ridley as much as they do with Deshaun Watson. And the game Deshaun Watson's slated to be back is at Houston. 
And that's money for the NFL. What do you think about Deshaun Watson's suspension? It's just the stupidest thing of all time. Like, obviously, we're not sure how much of the accusations are true. Like, did he actually do it? We're not sure. But just the fact that there are so many acquisitions, you have to believe he did something. And the fact that he's not suspended, not even for a whole season, is just insane. Like, you're just telling kids that, oh, it's okay to do these things. Like, you won't get suspended that much. You won't be fined that much. But in reality, these are serious issues that need to be cracked on. And you you see it, like, even just the real world. Like, if someone does something like that, they're going to be suspended or jailed or whatever or fired from their job. Like, you don't see it very often when they suspend it for just a short amount of time. And you've seen it with Matt, Matt Ariza now, the punter of the, of the Buffalo Bills. He was accused of a rape this, uh, a couple of days ago, and he's released from the team already. Like, that's, that's what it should be. It should be released from the team. He shouldn't deserve a job. Because these are serious issues, and you should not be doing that. Exactly, and obviously, Henry Ruggs' situation is completely different. But... The Browns really had... They were in the market for a better quarterback. Deshaun Watson, like... Nothing is still confirmed if he did it or not. He's reached some settlement with the 20-something women that accused him. But it really raises your eyebrows when it's 20-something women. Because it's not like it's one. It's not like it's two. Regardless, it's still bad. But assaulting 20-something women... If it's true and he gets away with it, then what is the NFL doing? This is when sports is just a complete business. Like, are they not really questioning how the fact that, or the fact that 20-something women accuse him of assault? It's not like two. It's not like it's three. It's 20-something women. That's a lot. And with nothing proven yet, you're still allowing him to play that makes no sense. The Browns were in no business to trade for Deshaun Watson, even though he was not yet suspended for a while, or there was no decision on his suspension. And thank God it's at least 11 and not 6. Well, thank God it's 11 and not 6, because if it was 6, that you're playing the majority of the season still. And then on top of that, the Browns give him an extension. Those are two undeserving things Deshaun Watson got just in the matter of a crazy offseason. What do you think about the sports side of it, the business side of sports? It's just a dumb thing. Like I understand it, that you want money. That's what everyone wants in the world. But when you think about it, they already have so much money. They're already billion trillion dollar leagues and teams and and owners and everything like you do not need that money it's just pointless i mean it's not pointless but you don't really need it like in these situations when you have someone that is accused of doing these things or has done these things you shouldn't want them on your team like henry ruggs he's gone from the nfl now all these players they should not be in the league anymore they don't deserve it because they're setting a really bad example. And the NFL is setting a really bad example with this by only suspending them for 12 games. And it, it should be way more about the fans, the kids, the players themselves, 
than it is about the business. It's just dumb. Like you need to respect everyone that watches and the players to successfully run a business. It's not about the money. Exactly, and we're taught in these business classes that the customers are almost always right, even though they're not being respectful, even though they're not being kind. Businesses listen to their customers, to tailor to their customers, to their target audience, target market, whatever it is. And what gives these sports leagues, NBA, NFL, MLB, and so on and so forth, are the fans themselves buying tickets to attend these games, gives them money, allows them to build other facilities, pay the players, whatnot, pay themselves. So at some point, you have to listen to the fans i know i know they're not to really like obligated to or i don't think they want to to be honest because everything they've done is to what the opposite of what the fans wanted and to be frank opposite of what their own players wanted so i mean at least a season is what deshaun watson should be suspended for and not even to mention the contract that he got. Doesn't even deserve that contract. He's already one of the highest paid quarterbacks without doing nothing. Like, he didn't deserve that contract at all. He should have... He should be a free agent right now. Or he should still be on the Texans not playing. He should be suspended until there is a verdict on his case. What do you think of how the NFL should have dealt with Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I totally agree with that. You should not have. They should just have him like an active player until there was a, a right decision, until there was a decision made based on evidence, based on proof, based on everything, and then go from there. And because like right now, there's just way too much question marks in the air. Like, sure, he could be suspended less, he could be suspended more, but we don't know exactly if it's right to spend him less or spend him more that's why it's sort of in the middle right now and that's just a big problem because he could have done these things he more than likely did do these things because mm -hmm. we didn't really do any research on it we can only spend him for 11 games instead of the full season or, or longer exactly and like at houston the first game pack that's NFL's viewership is going to boost up during that week, during that month, during that day, during that game when it happens. So, but we'll see what happens in Deshaun Watson's case, him and Rand and World of Sports by next Friday when we talk about it more. Tune in next Friday to episode 60 or now the shorts are going to be uploaded Monday through Wednesday. And then obviously the clips from Fantasy Show and this episode. So make sure to tune in to... Everything sports with them on really every day because now there's content going to be coming every single day. So have a great week.